2: hello sports fans and welcome to let's talk cfl podcast episode number 301 i'm your host christopher jones and this is our gray cup wrap up that's right the 2018 gray cup is in the books the season is closed and we are officially off season we're going to decide real quick what we're going to do with the podcast in the off season i think we're going to go back down to one show a week and we might actually even just take the month of december off and uh and come back in the new year and just have some time with the family because it does take a lot of time and effort and especially you know in bedtimes for the kids and everything else time i think so we're going to talk about this off uh, off air later on and uh, we'll get back to you as to what the future of the podcast is now that we hit the episode 300 we're going to keep going but uh we're going to scale it back for the next 30 days or so it's holiday season nobody really wants to talk football during that period nothing really happens some coaches might get fired a couple of players might get released but that's about it I mean really unless somebody gets a DUI or arrested for something and you know hopefully nothing happens to the riders uh so yeah we're just going to move on where today we're just going to talk about the Grey Cup game the Ottawa Red Blacks uh came up to Edmonton to play the Calgary Stampeders uh Will was there. Charles was there. Our friend Russ Gordon was there. He even got on TSN even before the game started. So, yeah, uh, Mark and myself kind of got were orphaned out on the, on, on the, on the sidelines, the thing, had to watch it on TV. And, but I did watch it on TV. Actually, I went to a Grey Cup party, and it was kind of cool, and everything was wonderful. And uh, it's funny, there was about uh, oh, six couples there. There was not one single person cheering for the Stampeders. Amazing. Couldn't believe it. Including myself. I really wasn't char- cheering for Ottawa Red Blacks either. I kind of wanted both teams to lose, but I, I, I keep getting told that that's not possible. So, um, yeah, I didn't uh, do all that well. Anyhow. So, let's uh, let's just uh, – there's not much to say about this thing. We're going to talk forever about this game today. So I'm just going to open up the mics. There's no rant from me other than, you know, we're going to talk about Jonathan Rose without question. We're going to talk about Bo Levi Mitchell and his, his future. We're going to talk about anything and, Everything to do with the, the, the Calgary Stampeders and the Ottawa Red Blacks, the Grey Cup game, and the offseason coming up, and what we think, and speculation, and uh, theories, and all sorts of stuff. Because it's going to be a fun, great day, and uh, we're going to open up the mics right now, straight across the board. And I'm going to welcome Will McDonald to the uh, podcast. Uh, Will, congratulations on your Calgary Stampeders beating the Ottawa Red Blacks. And uh, it wasn't a pretty game, but like you always say, a W is a W, and you got a W. Hello, Will. Open your mic. You're muted.
3: Yeah, I did get a W, um, but you know what? I I'm torn, and I and I thought about this all the way home from Edmonton this morning. You know, I'm a I'm a diehard CFL fan, and I believe yep. that part of Part of the CFL fan thing is that we play football in all kinds of seasons, and I was absolutely disgusted with that field yesterday and i I'm torn because yeah, it's a cFL thing, but how much did that take away from yesterday's game okay, when you got guys sliding around like like bowling pins and I, I just I, – there's got to be some kind of technology out there that can – can you can figure out a field better than it was figured out. Of course you can. Uh,
2: it's just money.
3: You know, I know, I know. But it was just – I mean, you would think they'd invest the money because you know you're going to play. They knew a year ago they were going to play there. Okay, hey, So you would so think why? They'd sit down – Go ahead.
2: You're, an intel- you're an intelligent man, Will, and you yep. know a little bit about construction. Why don't they yep. put radiant heat in it? Why don't they put radiant I, heat?
3: That, that wa- was that was hot the, water pipes underneath was the, the grass. That under was the, the turf. discussion I was having. That was the discussion I was having with my buddy on the way home from the game last night. I don't understand. It's been a whole year. We've had a year to think about this. And it's not the Eskimos because it's the CFL, I do believe, that rents the field for the game. And they probably used their own people. And why didn't someone think about that or at least throw a tarp on the field or something? Because it was terrible. I was going to go offer the Stampeders a staple gun like Montreal in 1976. I mean, yeah. haven't we progressed further than that yet? No. I don't get it. It,
2: it would it would appear not. So here's the I question. Are the Calgary Stampeders going to do anything different for McMahon Stadium for next year? Uh,
3: you know what? Um, I think there's a better chance in Edmonton. We we had a pretty good chance in Edmonton that it would be below zero. I mean, yeah. in Calgary, it, it, you don't necessarily. It's usually warmer. You don't nec- that's correct. That's correct. Okay, and then if you think about it, the last time Winnipeg had it, I think it was seven on Grey Cup Day in November in Winnipeg. That's unheard
2: of. Unheard of.
3: <clears throat> you just, I, I don't know why you can't set up for every case scenario. And, well, you know, you know what? you put even,
0: the
2: pipes in the ground, you put these little red pipes in the ground. I've got them right above me on the ceiling. You know, I'm in the basement of my house. i got these little red pipes up on the floorboards, and it heats the entire house. It's just like, and... You know, the right. house is 26 degrees right now. The best word to describe it is tropical, okay? And, like, right. we're really right around zero degrees right now outside, so it's really not that cold. But it gets minus 25, and it's still 26 degrees in the house, and it takes very little wood in my wood-burning furnace to get to maintain that temperature. So it's very economical you know. to do. I don't know why they don't do it in the whole goddamn field.
3: And it's, and it's funny. I have radiant heat in all the floors of my building at work, yeah, And 90% of the time it's turned off because it's too hot. Exactly. Okay, so, yeah, I I don't, I don't know. It's probably a big cost. I understand money. But you would think, um, you know, and uh, I was going to say, the other thing I was going to say is uh, you guys have heard me on this show talk numerous times about, you know, there's nothing wrong with, the, with McMahon. I have my seat, and I sit there and I watch the game. Well, shit, Commonwealth Stadium is thirty years old, and it it makes it makes McMahon Stadium look like a pimple on somebody's ass, okay? Because the concourse is three times the width of McMahon, uh-huh. okay? And and the seats are fantastic. I mean, you still get sight lines McMahon, but. I keep on looking at this, and it's like, oh, wow, I'd love to have a new stadium. So, yes, you heard that from me.
2: Okay, hang on (laughs) here. You you said something really funny to me, and uh, it's wrong. Okay. uh, When did McMahon Stadium open?
3: 1960.
2: Okay, that's not 30 years ago.
3: No, I said
1: Commonwealth is 30 years old.
2: Okay, so when was Commonwealth 40. Stadium created?
1: It's actually 40 years they, old. It opened the same year I was born, 1978.
2: Yeah, 90, okay, 1978.
1: 40 years old. But they did a
3: they did a major renovation on it for something.
2: They did a renovation Games. in 2000, 2001. $24 there million. You dollars. There you go. Okay, it's, and they did a an expansion nice in, in two,
3: 1982. There you go. It's a nice stadium. You know but what I don't I'm like very... about the
2: stadium? And it's the what? same thing that was the matter with Empire Stadium. Charles, tell me what it is.
1: Uh, I'm not entirely sure.
2: It's the track.
1: Oh, it yeah, yeah, the track. It takes the
2: fans away from the field. You know, whenever you've got a <laughs> stadium that has a, a – a, 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 a track around it for track and field events. You're that much. The fans are that much further away from the play, playing field, and I dislike that at Empire Stadium, and I dislike it at at Commonwealth. And I think those are the only two stadiums left in Canada that have that. Everybody else has got a new stadium except Edmonton and Calgary. You'd think that Alberta, the richest province out there, would have better facilities but than. Cal- and, but Calgary, Calgary doesn't have a track, so we're right
3: on no, top they don't of know.
2: everybody. Yeah. So, um, and 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 that's it's it's a whole different ball game when you're that close to the players. When you can actually reach out and touch the players over the, you know, if you're in the front row, you can reach down, say hi to them and everything else. Look at those guys climbing the wall at at uh, IGF in Winnipeg. Y- even the big linemen. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. I've got all of your guys' mics open, obviously. Uh, Charles has been talking there, and so is uh, Mark. You've been very quiet. Come on in, buddy. How?
0: Say hello. I'm here. I'm here just yep.
2: listening. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, it was a fun game. I enjoyed it. Ottawa lost. I was happy.
2: Yeah, and 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 in a pathetic kind of way, too. So, it, it, it was just, it, I did not see this as a good game. It, and, and, you know, for them to uh, announce that Bo oh, Levi Mitchell was the MVP of the game, was kind of sad. He didn't, play, he didn't play a great game, and for him to be the best player on the field was is, again, a little pathetic.
0: I would have given it to Roberson myself. Yeah. But, and I don't know if the league is in charge of the field for Grey Cup, simply because last year's was in the middle of a snowstorm. And there was no foot that you didn't hear anybody complaining about slippery field. I it could be the turf that Edmonton has installed. It could be the problem too.
2: So I, I want to challenge you on something here, Mark. Since we're talking about this, why do you think that Trey Roberson would should have been the, the MVP?
0: He made clutch plays at clutch times.
2: Five tackles, one interception, and one forced fumble.
0: And both were huge plays. The interception ended the game. Yeah. And I believe they got a touchdown off the fumble.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Somebody came up with an idea on that, though. It was they should have handed it to Singleton as the captain of the defense on behalf of the entire defense.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: On how good that defense played. Yep. I like defensive football, so I enjoyed that game.
2: Well, oh, did you see what Todd just posted?
0: Oh, Jonathan no, Jennings has him.
2: said that he will go to free agency. He is not re signing with the BC Lions. And if Lule oh. retires, BC has no QB. It has oh. nothing to do with the Grey Cup, but it just came up, so I'm kind of like, well, so. Look at that. Hey guys, I
3: just looked back all the way to 1981 for defensive MVPs in the Grey Cup. None. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think so. Because I, I was thinking the reason the reason they gave it to Bo Levi because it was offense, and well, nobody really stood out. So they didn't. I, no, no one and did. And I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with your statement, Christopher. I don't think he should have been the MVP. And I mean, mm-hmm. Lamar Durant. Lamar Durant got oh, Canadian man. player, and I thought that was ridiculous.
1: You
0: only had how many balls he dropped.
3: Yeah,
1: for thirty
3: yards. Oh no, 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 no! But the scariest thing with this guy, and you guys don't know his history. He's been in St. for four years. He was one of their first round. He was their first round draft pick four years ago. He has been hurt, season-ending injury every year he's been in the CFL except for this year. And he has dropped balls all year long that make me crazy. And the yep. Stampeders say the guy has great potential and he didn't. I mean Fudge. I mean I wasn't touchdown. impressed. Gotta,
0: I do know how does Singleton touchdown? not get that. How does Singleton not get that?
3: Because he was a team player.
0: Yeah,
3: it's just stupid. I mean you could have you could have you could have even given it to Terry Williams. Yeah. Okay. Because that that play, that play, the Stampeders were going backwards until that play. And if that play hadn't happened, they might they might have lost the game because Mo was changing. Okay. So. I don't know. But I guess that's who you give it to.
1: I actually thought it was going to be Terry Williams too because I thought his punt return was really the straw that broke the camel's back for uh, Ottawa going into that. Especially going into the – if they get him there and bring him down, then it's a very close game going into Hamilton. That was a total dejected team going in. Yeah. Instead it's 10, and you've got a totally dejected Ottawa team going into the dressing room at halftime. I thought that was the biggest play of the game.
2: That was 100% coaching.
1: Yep.
2: Right? Third down, you got 12 seconds left on the clock, and you're going to punt? Fine. Punt it out of bounds. Take a flag. Yeah. Okay?
1: Turn exactly. it over
2: on downs and put your defense out there. He's only got one shot at the end zone. But to kick the ball on a frozen surface like that and expect to stop a guy... Uh, It was the dumbest play I'd ever seen. And, you know, everybody's going to say, well, how would you know that? You know, punting is the – no, you don't risk that. You're halftime, man. Go to the locker room. You're close. Kick it out of bounds and take a flag. Move it up 15 yards and let them scrimmage. They got five seconds to play. This way he puts it in the end zone for seven and you're down by 10 at halftime, and you're totally and completely dejected, game over. Game over right there.
0: And they actually talked about that on the broadcast. Uh, They brought it up. One of the sideline reporters said that the Ottawa bench in the third quarter was dead by it. They were just sitting there. There was no emotion at all. So they were done. They they lost. They lost.
2: And that's a coaching error. That's nothing but Rick Campbell. That's 100% on the shoulders of Rick Campbell. He fucked up.
0: He made a couple of bad calls. preventable. Oh, yeah,
2: he made a lot of bad calls in that game.
0: The challenge flag that he didn't get out in time, and he probably would have won the challenge. He, he, just, he was completely outcoached. Yeah, without question.
2: I mean, I would to give the MVP award to Dave Dickinson over Bo Levi-Mitchell. Okay,
3: there could be something to said. There could be something said for Don Jackson as well. Okay. Yep. He scored a touchdown as well, and it was pretty nice touchdown. So,
2: you know, I'm talking about the coach.
3: Yeah, I know.
1: I know. Yeah, there was no real big player that stood out in this game at all for either team.
2: No, even look at the stats. There's nobody here on the stats that looks like they're doing anything. Not, not no. anywhere. I mean
3: so,
1: Levi Mitchell had won the MVP. He had less passing yardage than Trevor Harris had.
3: Yes, he did. So and, and the you know, all the guys all the guys during the game with the uh uh the A B C signs. Yeah. Okay, well, halfway through the first quarter, there was a guy standing next to me in the aisle, and I renamed his sign. I called him Alberta's Biggest Clown, okay? So it was it was pretty funny. Yeah.
1: So,
2: so you know, I'm always the, the pessimist and always starting some form of controversy and everything else, and I'm just going to come out and say it right now. Calgary did not win this game. Ottawa lost it. No, Trevor disagree, Harris lost this game. He over, I he underthrew his receivers over and over. He was consistently two to three yards short on his on his throws. And I do not know how Calgary did not pick him off way more than the three times that they did. I mean, well, was and I think it was their EBS, if they could catch the ball, they would have been receivers because they absolutely was couldn't taking- catch the ball.
3: Nobody was taking a chance on that field because if someone got behind you, one deacon, he's gone because you're not going to catch him because it was so slippery. I, I think Calgary won the game because every single time um, Ottawa scored or threatened to score, Calgary came back with a scoring play. Every yep. single time. Yeah, that's true.
1: There was I always say-
3: pushback from Calgary.
1: Yep. Yep. But I will say, though, early on in that game, in the first quarter, the Ottawa Red Blacks had a chance to take uh, control of the game and continuously shot themselves in the foot. Whether it was a drop pass, whether it was an overthrow, whether it was a bad penalty, that game could have gone a lot differently had uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks uh, completed some of their early early chances. Now, of course... um, I mean, you got to give some credit to the Calgary Champion's defense there because they did play quite well. Uh, but some of those were just plain out mistakes that Ottawa made right oh, off yeah. the bat.
2: I honestly do not believe Calgary played much better than Hamilton did last week. They didn't, really. No. The only difference is, is Cal- Ottawa absolutely did not play football.
0: The receivers didn't show up.
2: On either side of the ball. Yeah. Oh, Ottawa's receivers showed up. Trevor Harris couldn't get him the ball.
0: Uh, here's a stat that might change that. Ellingson was targeted 11 times, four yeah. catches for 58 yards. Four catches yeah. of the 11. H-
2: hang on, but Wait, if the ball's three yards Sinopoli, short, was, Yeah, he's targeted, but yeah. he can't catch a ball.
0: Sinopoli had four catches for seven from seven targets for 61 yards, and dropped. Yeah. An easy catch in the fourth quarter for a first down. Yeah, he did. (laughs) The thousand-yard receivers didn't show up. Yeah. Who got their lone touchdown? Julian Fioli-Gadillo. Right. On a play that should have fired that team up. It it did nothing. He gutted himself into that end zone. He ran through two guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they got, took no emotion from it because Terry Williams destroyed it.
1: Yeah. Yep. And I know what uh, I, you're saying too, CJ, with with uh, with Trevor Harris missing receivers. But I remember at least three or four plays that were flat out drops by the receivers, and guys I'm not, like Ellington and Monopoly, on one guy. who are guys that never drop passes normally. Yeah,
2: I'm not throwing this loss on one guy. I'm not blaming Trevor Harris for this loss. Absolutely not. The entire Ottawa Red Blacks team shit the bed. Their defense wasn't playing well. Their receivers didn't show up. Their, even their, their offensive coordinator. How do you only give William Powell the ball for 16 plays? He's your bread and butter. And, and And a running back can run on this field.
3: And you know, you know you were saying that uh Calgary didn't play much better than Hamilton. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. Never compare Hamilton's defense to Calgary's defense. Okay? <laughs> Calgary's defense is fantastic. They've been fantastic all year with the exception of a couple of games, and I really think they won the whole game to be honest with you. They were not going to let that happen. Certainly they were not going to let that happen.
2: That it, it wasn't the offense. Okay.
3: No. Well, the offense did score points, but you can't if you don't look at Saskatchewan. You can't win it alone on defense. The offense still has to score some points. It's that simple. But and I, I just when, I wish I you, could have seen that game with perfect field conditions because it would have been an exciting game.
2: When it you turn the ball attractive. over seven times, you're not going to win a football no. game.
3: No. Nope. That's
2: no correct. And,
3: and the other, I think the key to the whole thing is Bo threw those two picks, I do believe, but he threw them early in the game, and he got rid of his butterflies, and he was okay after that.
2: Yeah, as, so. as soon as I saw Bo get picked off in the end zone by Jonathan Rose, I went, holy shit, here's yep. the controversy.
1: And I was gonna say how ironic was that? That the first big turnover of the game in is Jonathan Rose with the pick.
0: And he could have had two. He yes, should, he have, should had have had two. two. Yeah, he outright dropped one, so he could have been the MVP in the Great Cup. Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And and that that in itself, that's that's the only reason why I did not want Ottawa to win this game. Well, no, there's a couple other reasons. But just the fact that Jonathan Rose was playing football on a field that he had no right to be on just absolutely pissed me off, and still does. And everybody's telling me to get over it and, you know, let it go. It's not a big deal. Well, it is a huge deal. He should not have been on the field. He was suspended. And he should have been suspended. And he shouldn't have been allowed to uh, appeal it for a Grey Cup game. They should have put the appeal process in forward. And I know that there's issues in the way that the CBA hasn't got lined up and everything else, but that needs to change. And that needs to change in this negotiations. Because if you don't have, how do you allow somebody to appeal this for the simple fact that oh, he's going to take the suspension next
0: year? It just it absolutely
2: I mean, boggles the mind.
0: I'm surprised he hasn't already dropped the appeal.
2: Yeah. I'll drop the appeal now. Yeah, I'll take the suspension. I, I think he'd look like an absolute shit if he did it right now. He's going to do it next year when everybody's I don't, forgotten. I,
1: I don't think the Players Association would let him drop it right now.
2: No, they'd look like shit.
1: They'd look like idiots. Yeah.
2: And that definitely would part, be part of the negotiations then. He he can't drop it until – he can't do this appeal until later. And the appeal will be next week – or the week after and the arbitration hearing, and he will have to serve a suspension, and he'll serve a suspension. Big deal. Question is, is he going to be an Ottawa red black?
1: Who knows? It knows? could be uh, a that suffers because of it. Yeah. But
2: fortunately, it didn't make a difference in the outcome of the game, and for that, I, I'm thankful to the CFL. They didn't make controversy part of the game. Way to go, Stamps.
0: And you know just as a side, The what we haven't I, talked about? Refing. The refing yeah. stayed out of the way. I yes. didn't
2: see anything the matter with it.
0: No, it was well, good. And, was and good I, good. I thank
3: God, I thank Guy for review, because that...
2: Supposed
3: touchdown by Ottawa in the end zone with uh, what's his name? From my vantage point, I thought he caught that ball. Yep. And everybody on my side thought he caught that ball.
2: No, it didn't. Yeah.
3: No, I know. I saw the replay afterwards on TV, and yeah, he's not even close.
2: No. So no. And and it was it was a good call, and that is why they need to have reviews. On yep. all scoring plays, whether pro or con remember we only had when it was called a touchdown it was reviewed but if it wasn't called a touchdown it didn't get reviewed and, and a lot of plays yep. were touchdowns that just were disallowed and and you actually had to throw the challenge flag. I remember Wally doing that with a Brian Burnham touchdown remember that spectacular catch Charles yes and and, and they changed the rule because of that so that all all Plays in the end zone are are reviewed, whether they are pro or con. And great call by the CFL. I, I like the extra official that was on the field, too. I, I think that's a good additive to the game. Stay out of the way. You're right, Mark. The officials didn't make themselves part of this game, and that was a good thing. Okay.
3: I was gonna, I was gonna mention to Mark. Hey, Mark, uh, at the Grey Cup, it was a good day to be a smoker. Ask me well, why. I, I am wild. why. Okay, Charles, did you happen to try and go to the bathroom at halftime?
1: Uh, I did, yes. Or, but you know what? I had no problem with it. Russ and I went up to the. Um there was, like, a big area, a uh, concessionary, not like the typical concourse one, but there was an actual, like, little plaza-type thing that had a whole bunch of different concessions in it, and they had a <laughs> washroom in there, and the lineup was okay. surprisingly short for it. I did well, not go to and washrooms.
3: It's funny, because I went down at halftime, and the bathrooms were lined up forever. Yep. Okay, and out of, out of the corner of my eye, I see this little white sign that says, smoking area so I wander over there, go through a door go down four flights of stairs which takes you outside there's like 150 people down there and there's like 200 porta potties
0: and nobody was
3: there it was awesome <laughs> it was awesome
2: So all you have to do is walk around with Russ and it really doesn't matter you can just piss in a plant somewhere nobody's going <laughs> to say anything to you
3: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna say a thing. I'm not gonna say a thing.
1: He's a big boy. I saw.
3: I saw Russ before I left this morning, Charles. Yes, I know. Okay, and he was downstairs in the breakfast area. Yep. In his pajamas and his T-shirt and bare feet. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself. I'm thinking to myself. This is a brave human being, okay? Because I'm scared to death of catching foot diseases, okay?
1: Yeah. I mean, and this I, guy's
3: I, walking I, around with bare feet on. It was hilarious. I yeah. would not walk I through think, a hotel with bare feet myself. But no, I, I laughed for own. 15 minutes. I laughed for 15 minutes on the way home, okay? So, R- Russ is a super, super great area. guy. You know, no, it,
0: it
2: was two a, years before I saw him without his makeup on. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, two years.
3: No, no, Russ is a super guy. had good conversations with
1: Russ. No awesome doubt about guy. it. So He's a good guy yep. to travel with. It was fun. We had a lot of fun there. Cool. And because he dresses up, he got me to dress up, and random people throughout the weekend were running up to us to take pictures with us. Yeah. And I posted well, them online. Strangers. And every...
3: Every picture I saw of you two guys together, Charles, I th- all I thought of you was mini-me, okay? <laughs> it was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, yesterday, you were saying you lo- you, fl- you thought I looked like I was 16 years old. Or, or well, some- sorry.
3: Me- sorry. I gave you the benefit of the doubt. It was more like 17 or 18. Oh, okay. okay. That, you got to... You got a baby's face, Charles. I'm sorry. Apparently.
1: He... Yep. Yeah. It was the a Y
2: You, you kind of went light on the makeup, though, eh, Charles?
1: I didn't do as much painting as uh, he did.
2: Yeah. That, and actually, Russ was kind of like, he, he didn't go all out, but.
1: Well, he did yesterday.
2: No, it, I'm looking at the pictures. He's had, he's done a lot more before.
0: Oh, he a has, yeah. A, he,
2: he, is, he is a fan of biblical proportions. Yeah. He's number one fanatic.
1: But okay, tip, what if else? If you because, ever go to... Oh, sorry.
2: Go ahead, Charles.
1: I was just going to say, if you ever go to the Travelodge East in Edmonton and you paint your face, bring your own towel to uh wipe the face paint off with or it's going to cost you money. Because they're gonna say that they ruined you ruined their towels. And they'll charge you for them. As we found out
0: today. Where were they charging you, like fifty five or seventy bucks kind of thing?
1: No 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 they it was uh fifteen dollars for a towel and five bucks for a uh 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 pillowcase.
0: Well that's not bad they charge like fifty bucks. My hotel. (laughs) That
3: hotel... Hey, Mark, do you still have smoking rooms in your hotel? Nowhere
0: in the entire province.
3: Okay, so... I booked these two hotel rooms at at the same hotel Charles was staying in, and I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. I just
2: assumed
3: and we get there and they've reserved me two smoking rooms
1: oh, i didn't and know I they looked had at the smoking. guy
3: i looked There's at the still- guy and I said what they still exist and he said yeah for one more year and then we're going to get rid of them the problem wow. is the problem is number 1 i am a smoker but i do not smoke in my house i do not smoke inside anywhere it reeks. And so it didn't matter to me, but my, the guy I was with is a chronic, like, just hate smoking with a passion. And I'm like, oh, oh God, we're going to have to find a new hotel. <laughs> but we walked into the rooms, and I don't know what they used, man, but you could hardly, not even close, because this guy's like a, this guy's like a basset hound. He smells everything, and he said his room was not that bad at all. So,
0: Ozone machines do ozone,
2: I was just going to say ozone, ozone, machines ozone machines
0: do wonders. Yeah. yeah.
2: I I went to a dealership once to buy a truck, and I absolutely could not even sit in the thing. It smelled so much like nicotine. It was absolutely gagged me with a spoon. I said, there's no way in hell I'm buying this truck. And the, the salesman says... We'll we'll remove that smoke smell. And I said, you can't remove the smoke smell. It's like in the material of the seats and stuff underneath and everything else. He said, no, it won't smell like smoke when we're done. And I said, prove it. And I said, I'll I'll put a refundable deposit down. If you can't get rid of the smell, I want my money back. And he said, deal. And uh, they put an ozone machine in it for 72 hours, and you could not tell that a smoker had ever been in it.
0: They're amazing little machines.
3: And I use something called a smoke bomb in our vehicles at work. We're not their guys are not allowed to smoke in our vehicles, but the body odor after a hard day's work is just overwhelming some days. And uh they work quite well too. So Anyways, let's talk about football instead of body odor.
0: Yeah, and cigarettes. yeah. good idea. Yeah. Will, did you catch Singleton, um, any of his interviews yet?
3: Uh, yeah, I watched most of them, yeah.
0: That's one Why? excited kid. So that's one excited kid.
3: Yeah, and you know what? I, I like I like everything about that guy.
0: I think number
3: one, number one, he's an old school football player. He's one of the few guys who, when he makes a tackle, he wraps. Okay? Wraps his arm around the guy and puts him down. The other thing is, I love it that we're in Edmonton in November and this guy's not wearing sleeves. Okay? Like, he's (laughs) my kind of guy. Okay? And he's just, he's just a, he, you know what? He's just a likable guy. He's just a likable guy. So,
0: and this is a guy ever.
3: from California. Okay.
0: Yeah. That was his first championship in any, I think, ever, he said. Yeah. Yeah,
3: Yeah, it was quite cool. And, and I mean, they showed highlights of him and his, he, we know he has a handicapped sister. And the hug that he got from his sister oh, was unbelievable. Yeah, so, I saw that, too, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So he goes cool. to all the games, too. So, like, I yeah. guess he's a season ticket holder. So. yeah.
3: <laughs> <clears throat> and I hope he doesn't go to the NFL. I don't think he's big enough to go to the NFL, to be honest. Who's that?
0: Yeah. He'd get wasted.
3: Both? Alex Singleton. Oh, Alex
0: Singleton, Singleton. He ain't, he's not going, No. Nah, he'd get wasted down there. He wouldn't yeah, last you know, yeah. if Big couldn't he, stick, Singleton's not.
3: And he said he's a happy guy playing football, period, so so I mean the one thing the one thing you can get from the Grey Cup yesterday is Calgary did win that game as a team. Just by saying there was no MVP. Nobody really stuck out they won it as a team yesterday pretty simple yeah they did you know
0: they won on every phase of the game too
3: yeah yeah and just there was there was moments there was moments you know there was uh What's his names Punt return and that special team hit near the end special team hit near the oh. end of the game. That was that yeah. was that was yes. old school as well. I love that yes.
1: hit. Those are
3: one to. of it's the kind that gets you standing up out of your seat, okay? Mm-hmm. And it gets the bench standing up out of their seat. I don't know if you saw Mark Killem dancing down the sidelines after that. <laughs> it was pretty fun.
2: Three hundred and two thousand dollar fifty fifty jackpot. Yep. Wow.
0: That's Edmonton.
3: And and I bought a ticket, I didn't get it just so
0: yeah. I'm a hundred dollars on a Grey Cup ticket because of Terry Williams, so I was pretty happy about that. But you say really...
2: a Grey Cup ticket, that gets you into the door. You're talking about a Grey Cup pool.
0: A pool, yeah, a pool ticket. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like All it's one of those things where you got
2: you got 10 or 100 spots, you put your name down on it, and it, it's like uh, 9 to 6 at the end of halftime, and so it was 26 to 16 or something, you know, and, and, and you won it, because of that? No, you
0: scratch off the score. Oh, get okay. You tickets that have the scores on them. So I was doing a little bit of yelling at the TV for them to not go for two.
3: Hey, by the way, those tickets I had, I wanted to thank the, the 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 woman who sold me those tickets because they've had. She told me they've had those tickets in her family for fifty years. Wow! And and she probably wouldn't have cheered for Calgary, so she didn't want to go. So she sold me those tickets, and she did send me a text message after the game last night, congratulating us. So that was uh, kind of nice too. So.
2: Okay. So what's going to happen was, next? What are we, Go ahead, Charles.
1: I was just going to say I was mad that the horse was on the other side of the stadium. I wanted that horse to whatever, it's a quick six or whatever. He's on the other. I wanted that horse running in front of me. Why? And I was like, really here, disappointed
3: just, they didn't I, they didn't let the horse run, Charles.
1: Not no. really no. It just kind of trotted around it, the it, back of the It's a little icy. Well, I guess that's a good point. We, no one wants to see a horse go flying.
3: I mean, you were at a Stampeders game, Charles, where they scored lots of touchdowns,
2: and that, yeah, that horse
3: was. races up the sidelines. Yep.
2: I was, at, I was at a Stampeders game, and the horse almost lost it in the corner. Remember uh-huh. that, well? Right in front of us. Yep. This horse almost does a gainer, yep. right? So there's no way in yep. hell... That, they, that horse should be doing that. Can you imagine if that horse wiped out and broke a leg, and they had to put it down right there? They don't have the. It's not a rodeo. They don't have the facility to drag a horse off in a no. um, in, in, in a a fair way. Do you know what I mean? It would be a gross thing. They'd gra- t- have to tie a rope on its legs and drag it out to the horror of all the fans. It, it's absolutely stupid having a live animal there.
3: Well, it's tradition, baby. Sorry.
2: Yeah, tradition, tradition, my ass. That's just as bad as saying East-West is a tradition in the CFL. I, I hate that East-West shit. You, you you don't continue doing something that... Uh-oh.
3: Hello? Char- uh, what?
1: Christopher? Oh, yeah, what? I...
3: cut out. Am
1: I uh, am I, I working now? Oh, you're back now. No, yeah.
3: You said you something and then you blanked the last word. You just disappeared for a minute.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, I, blog talks being a bitch. I don't know. I don't even know what I was saying. I've moved on from that. Mhm. I was
3: also going to mention, you know, I I was poo pooing the Edmonton fans, but you know what? I think Edmonton event did a fantastic job of everything. Oh, they else. did. Yep, all the venues were great. I mean, I really liked that half of them were in the convention center, so you that didn't was, have to go outside.
1: That was And so smart. it was very nice.
3: Yeah, it was. And I thought the yeah, Stampeder's really had the w- I thought the Stampeder's had the worst room out of everybody because you actually had to stand outside in line in the cold to get in.
1: Well, you so, did for the Spirit of Edmonton too as I found out Friday on Thursday night. And I still didn't even get in, because the lineup was just too long, and eventually we said, forget it, we're leaving.
3: And apparently that venue was really small as well.
1: That's what I heard,
0: too. Yep. Did you guys go to the Ryder one? I did, yeah. I did. Yeah. It was fun. Those are
1: usually,
3: yeah, they're usually. And they had a massive, they had a massive place.
1: They had a giant. Yeah, they always do. They had to because there were a lot of people there. And I remember when we first got there, we went there Friday night. And when we first got there, there's a table out front, and there's Richie Hall sitting there uh, signing his book. <laughs> he wrote a book, and he was sitting there signing well, it for people. Wow. Well, I wanted to get a picture with him, but there were too many people around him. I didn't get a chance.
3: And I tried to get a picture with John Huffnagle, but there was so many people around him as well. Yep. So,
1: but well, I did manage to get a picture with Wally, which I was happy about.
3: Yeah, I saw that.
1: And our good friend Randy Ambrosi as well.
0: Yeah, and your good friend. Christopher? You may have noticed it more. Did do you? Anybody notice Ambrosi not having a clue what to do with the gray cup?
2: Did you see him at the coin toss? He couldn't even shake hands with all the Calgary players without getting tipped over.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, it was embarrassing. He the the great cop, he didn't know which way to turn. He looked both <laughs> sides. He almost handled it to Singleton first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's Dave. Let's
2: give it to him. <laughs> He's such a put. How can anybody think that this guy is, is a commissioner?
0: Or didn't he have too much fun in the alumni room? There's the thought. You never know.
2: (laughs) Just like, oh, my good Lord, like, get rid of this guy already.
1: Oh, we'll say this. Sorry, go on. No, go ahead, Charles. We'll say this, because... I still think that people are somewhat jumping the gun uh, with regards to the Atlantic or the you know, the Atlantic scooters and stuff like that. First of all, people are already going out there and saying that they already have a franchise. They do not, and people are saying, "Oh," and I tried to point that out to people, and they're saying, "Oh, don't bust our bubble, don't bust." Our I'm not busting your bubble. I'm telling you a fact, a provable fact. They do not have a franchise yet. They the only named, thing that I'm that sure, team has is the name. They've got a season ticket drive. I mean, they, have in, a they haven't even a, they,
3: they haven't even announced how that ticket drive went yet.
1: Oh, that's the other thing yes. I was going to bring up. They talked about it fr- uh, on the in the morning on the news. Uh, right now, they oh, said that they? they were at about yeah on the on the global news in Edmonton, and they said that they were at about five thousand uh, deposits given in At two fifty-five. Weeks. Which, I'm sorry, that's not exactly an impressive number.
3: Nope.
1: I mean, just just here's what I'm comparing it to, and maybe it's not quite the same thing, but if you look at recent season ticket drives for expansion teams in Winnipeg and in Seattle, they sold out something like 15,000 season tickets. I think Winnipeg did it in 17 minutes. Seattle did it in 12 minutes. You're talking about hockey, right? Yes, that's true.
2: And and it's an
1: 18,000-seat stadium or arena. And and the other difference is that those guys, both in Winnipeg and Seattle, when you sign up for a season ticket um, deposit, you are agreeing to a five-year commitment. There is no such commitment in Halifax. And they still only have five thousand people. Now, if that number was accurate, Anyways, that was being reported by the Global Edmonton News. So that wasn't anything official, but that's just what they had said on the news. But having said that, well, the point I was trying to go to in the beginning is that the Atlantic Schooners had a room there uh, in the Convention Center, and that was that's also one party. of the best. That was also one of the best parties. It was jam packed. There was a lot of dancing. That was, that was a really good party. Because I, we went down into that room the night before, which was the CFL's diversity is strength party. It was being held in the same room, and it was a ghost town. I bet. There was about 40 people in that room. We looked around, saw how many people were there, and we said, okay, we're on to the next room.
0: Yeah. Was it a good live band at the Atlantic one? Yes, it was. Yeah. I don't remember what they, they
1: usually, were called, but everybody was raving about
0: them. Yeah, they usually have good live bands. For those. Every Great Cup I've gone to, it's one of the first parties we go to.
1: Yeah. Actually, to be honest, I liked all the rooms we went into. I didn't... I thought all of the rooms were extremely well done. We went over to the Ottawa one, although it was before Ottawa took over, they actually had a, a CFL PA event in there, and we ran in and started talking to Odell Willis there for a while.
0: Nice. Yep. And that's the thing, too. The players are so accessible during the week. Yep. And you can afford to go to it.
1: Yeah, I well, mean, and so the most so the room with 20 bucks. So is what? So is management. Yep.
0: Yep. I mean,
2: like
0: where would you would
2: get? You you never get to get your picture taken with the coach of an NFL team.
0: No. Never. <laughs> well, you do. You have to pay for it. Yeah.
2: You're you're just a plebe. You're you're just not welcome in the in the arena. You know.
0: You're like they don't want yeah. you there. Mm-hmm. Did you see the pictures of O'Shea with his Canadian mafia T-shirt on? Yep.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
3: Mark, are they
1: are
0: they selling those in Winnipeg yet, Mark? No, that was a some Bomber season ticket holder made those for the three guys, and then oh. she's made a few more, I guess. But if they don't go into partnership with this woman and give her like twenty percent of the proceeds or something, they're insane. They would sell thousands. It's Christmas.
2: I'd buy one. I've said that oh,
0: all along. one. Those are great, and for all the people freaking out online still about Dickinson saying it, the guy he said yourself. it to, well, the guy he said it to is wearing the bloody T-shirt. <laughs> so I thought. I the cool. yeah. See those there.
3: There was an idiot in front of me with a sign that said, Oh, you does Dave Dickinson know who pays his salary? And I just I just ragged on him for the entire game. Okay? You're an idiot. Okay. And it even got to the point where I was well, I'm not even gonna tell you what I said to him, so oh. So that was kinda cruel. I've got a I've got a bruise in the side on the side of my uh, right rib cage where my ex boss kept on stabbing me in the side saying shut the fuck <laughs> up okay so I was stoked for that game big time I don't usually get that excited about things but I was excited yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not entirely okay.
0: sure what I would do if the bombers won a great cup. It's been so bloody long since it happened, I can't remember.
2: Were you born? <laughs> yes, I was born.
3: <laughs> I was barely
1: born. I was only twelve the last time that happened.
3: Well what was I mean, the first one in my in our era mark that they won? You Nineteen know, eighty three? No, eighty four eighty four. The day after can... they wo- the day after they won in eighty four, I was at St. Mattel Mall or some mall, I can't remember which mall it was. And I uh I ran into John Bonk. He's my he's one of my all time favorite bombers. And I've got a I had a signed T shirt and everything from him and he was a uh, I talked to him that day for probably twenty minutes.
1: So that's pretty cool. I always remember him because I used to love his name, John Bonk.
0: Yeah, yeah. Probably the smallest center ever in football.
3: Yeah, because he went into the CFL as a fullback. Yeah. Yeah. And he no had He had something like he had something like four percent body fat for an offensive lineman. That's unheard of. So, when uh, you're standing beside Walby.
0: injured all the time.
3: He was injured quite a bit, but, yeah, when you're standing next to Walby, who reminds me of Russ Gordon, just big,
1: period. Okay. You know
0: what the scary thing is about Walby? Football wasn't his first sport. He wanted to be a yeah, hockey player.
3: Yes, but he wasn't he banned for life from the Manitoba Midget League or something like that?
0: Yes. Think how much bigger he would be than everybody. Especially on skates and in hockey equipment.
1: Good Lord.
0: He'd be like a mom with legs. Even if he didn't want to hit somebody, all he would have to have done is skate into them and they would have been destroyed. But he was a goon, he admitted it, when you get kicked out for life from hockey.
2: You got banned out of uh, minor league lacrosse, does that count?
1: <laughs> How do you get banned from lacrosse? You normally hit people with your stick in that. What I do you was playing... banned from lacrosse?
2: I was goal... I played. A, I was the goalie, and we were in North Vancouver, and we were playing the North Vancouver Indians. And there was this uh, native lady behind me that was spitting on me through the, the the chain link. And I, she pissed me off so much. I went over the the net after her, and uh, okay, we, it. It, it, it caused a big brawl out in the stands. And half my team came with me. I got banned. <laughs> Yeah, that's what
1: you do to get a bend from lacrosse. Okay? Yeah, that's Straight what up. you do.
2: It would work, right? You can you can see that happening. Yeah. She's she pissed me off. I lost it. I absolutely lost it. And I went, do you know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen a, goal, a lacrosse goaltender. They don't maneuver really well on their pads, okay? And I went up and over the, the boards.
1: <laughs> okay. Let's move on. That was not good.
0: Uh, we have to have one of those segments every show. What's that? Just one of those not very good segments. They were always fun though. Yeah. You,
2: think, you never know. I don't know. So what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen on the with the Calgary Stampeders in the off season, Will? You gotta say we gotta do the post mortem on these two teams here. Calgary Stampeders. Well, who are they gonna lose? Who are they gonna keep? What's going on? Do you know, we don't have a free agency uh, list yet. I've noticed that on, on CFL.ca, they don't have the free agency thing up that they always do. Yeah, I'm surprised no. actually. But Bo, Bo's a free well, agent. Is he leaving? Bo's is he leaving Calgary? Is he going to stay?
1: I'm.
3: Uh, you know what? Uh, even Dave Dickinson has talked about this, and. Bo needs to take a shot. Okay? Because every American kid wants to play in the NFL. Let's face it. Yeah. But they were also saying on TSN yesterday that he says he will not go anywhere unless he gets a six figure a six figure signing bonus. So that so that they actually do have interest in him. And what? from the way from the way I've looked at it this year, you see I, I I look at a lot of things, okay? And and I mean I know these are all stats and stuff like this, but number one, Bo is the first quarterback in Calgary history to win two great cups. Okay? And you think about all the great quarterbacks they've had in Calgary He's the only guy who's won two Grey cups. Henry Burris didn't do it. Doug Flutie didn't do it. Jeff Garcia didn't do it. Dave Dickinson didn't do it. And you think about those quarterbacks and they're the elite of the elite. Um, I just, I, and I know he's going to try, but I just don't think, I mean, I'm not going to say he's not a good quarterback I think there's a lot of stinky quarterbacks in the NFL, but I think it's a different game, and I don't think he could handle the pounding. Because understand, and Christopher has mentioned this numerous times, his mother could stand behind that offensive line and throw touchdown passes, and it's it's the truth sometimes. So I hope he doesn't take a shot because it usually ruins some players. But he may – I'm going to say there's a 50-50 chance he'll still be in Calgary. But then, on the other hand, we have to also throw in the uh, CBA thing to see where that pans out. So, I mean, there's a few other quarterbacks in the CFL that are making more money than he is, and I don't think they should be. But he's always said he wants to leave a legacy in Calgary – he bought a house in Calgary. He's in the community in Calgary.
2: So, I don't know. I don't know. I, I personally but, think he's a, you know, a smart quarterback. He's an extremely intelligent yeah. quarterback for, yeah. for leaving the money on the table so that Calgary, Huffnagel in general, can build an offensive line to support him. Brilliant man. Yeah. Kudos yeah. to him for that. That's brilliant. Don't rape the company so that you can't get any supporting cast.
3: Right. I mean, the thing I like about Bo, I mean, everybody talks about his cockiness, which I like cockiness as long as you can back it up. But if you saw interviews yesterday of him after the game, he was extremely emotional extremely uh, down to earth about the whole thing. You know what I mean? Because he wanted to win and he wanted to win with his teammates. So that was kind of cool to see. I hope he doesn't go anywhere. If he does, he does. Um, you know, what are you going to do about it? I, I think Calgary has quite the system in place, and I still think they'll be competitive next year whether he comes or goes. I well, mean, lots of com- people, lots of people out there keep on talking about they're going to sign that Kolaris. I mean. Calgary is not going to sign Zach Kolaris. I guarantee you. Dickinson and Huffnagel are too smart for that.
2: I I I think Calgary would be a better team with him. Can you imagine Zach Calaris with an O-line? An actual O-line? He's never had one.
0: Two years ago, yeah, but sure, not you, now.
3: But can you imagine Zach Kolaris getting hit by a Hundred and twenty pound defensive lineman, he'll be concussed. Okay, sorry. Oh, I'm I'm not
2: disagreeing. I'm not saying they should do it in any way, shape, or form. I don't. I think Zach Calera should retire. He shouldn't be playing football anymore. Okay, I agree. No question in my mind. But if he stayed healthy, he would be an upgrade to the Calgary Stampeders.
3: I've never seen it with Zach Colaris. Sorry. Well, there's there's that
0: so there's, there's a couple him, of quarterbacks I, in the C F L that I think. There's would be There's him
3: there's him and there's also Alex Singleton as a free agent. And uh like I think he'd be stupid to try it in the NFL. Uh, I do too. Um he's too um,
0: small.
3: Yeah. but you never know maybe he'll go to the alliance or something like that but uh he likes calgary so he's canadian knows? isn't he well he's not really canadian his mother was born here or something like that he's a california kid he grew up in california
0: okay.
2: so i was going to say that the the, the alliance league I, I doubt that any canadians are going to make that down there with like that. Well, I, think they could. I don't I don't think they're gonna go on talent. I think they're gonna go on, on on passport first. Uh maybe, maybe not. It's possible. I and mean, <laughs> they're they're all trying to make a a league successful in the southern United States. There's nothing down there that is favorable to Canada.
1: That's a good point. The Canadians
0: the Canadians that do go down will be like say Singleton. Walatarski. These guys that have spent zero time in Canada. None. Yeah. Where they've played football their entire lives American. So those are the kind yeah. that would go down. You're pure Canadians? No.
2: No.
3: You know, the St. Peters all also have to make some decisions at at uh, receiver, and as much as I did like what they're doing with running backs this year, I didn't think they had a number one guy. No. But once again, anybody can run behind that offensive line. Um, Their defense, uh, God, they got lots of guys. So
0: I don't know. We'll see what happens next year the good thing with your receivers, though, is you've got so bloody many to pick from.
3: Yeah, but I think a lot of those guys are on one-year contracts. Oh, yeah. I couldn't see them. I'm sure Chris Matthews is a one-year. I'm sure... Bakari Grant. Bakari Grant was for the rest of the season. Um, You know, Kamar Jordan had a major, major, major knee injury. I don't know if he'll ever be the same. Um... You know, so there's lots of questions, just like every team. I mean, every year you will not get your same team back. It's that simple. Nope. Okay, guys will move on and go here and go there. And so, but once again, I believe the Peters have a system, and they plug and play players, and it works. So, you yeah, know. to this point. we'll We'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean.
1: The, I mean the key Bo- to
3: the whole the key to the whole thing is Dave Dickinson's still there. John Huffnagel's still there. And take it from there, man. See yeah. what happens.
1: But if Bo Levi Mitchell does leave to go to the NFL, that plug and play doesn't quite work uh that easy when it comes to quarterbacks.
3: Well, but they also story. they also cut their third string quarterback in the sixth game. Of the year, because they got to sign a guy out of college, and I can't even remember his name, and they're really high on him. So, you know, we'll see. And I and I think Dave Dickinson, I mean, he uh, he's a good quarterback guru because he knows what he's doing. It's that simple. So, we'll see. And I mean... If you go by Mr. Jones' philosophy, you can plug and play any quarterback in behind that team, and they'll still win. So, who knows?
2: I I believe that's correct.
3: I know. You keep on saying that. I guess maybe we'll get to prove it this year.
2: Yeah. And I'd love to see Bowen another team. Really. Honestly. I'm not saying... Oh, well, no, he shouldn't be in Calgary. I'd love to see him on another team because I honestly don't think he could survive.
0: With the Bombers O-line, I'd love to see him over Matt Nichols. Uh,
2: Yeah, that's an upgrade. Absolutely. Okay, but I'd love to see him in Edmonton with Riley's O-line. He'd get released by by Labor Day or he'd be in the hospital ward.
1: To be fair, with that crappy O-line, I can't see many quarterbacks having any success with that.
2: No, no.
1: Well, and and
3: guys, I mean, you can say whatever you want about Bo Levi, but he had his best rushing year this year. Did you know that?
2: Yeah, a whole 23 yards a, or something, he, wasn't
3: it? No, he had 100 yards this year. Yeah. Not bad for a okay. statue. Well, and and you know what? It's funny because he was on the uh, Horseman's podcast a couple of weeks ago. And he pretty much explained it this way. And he said, I am not going to go for six yards in a game and jeopardize, jeopardize jeopardize my entire season. He says it's not good for the team to do that. And that's why he doesn't do it. So, I mean, he's, he's, not, wrong. he's, not, a, he's not a stupid guy.
2: No, seriously, how many people, what, what is your first reaction when you see Travis Lule take off with the ball?
1: It scares the hell out of me.
2: <laughs> it Everybody, doesn't scare I don't care what fan base you're at, he's... anywhere in the CFL, you cringe.
3: No, I don't cringe, only if he's playing Montreal, so.
2: <laughs> it, it, you never know what's going to happen when he takes off with the ball. It's so like, you oh my guys God.
3: are watching... You guys were watching on TV yesterday, obviously. Yes. Was there something that there was there something that went on with Kyrie Haber because he was he was after a fan in the stands or something
2: near the end of the game? I didn't see that. He was, was over at the wall.
3: Feeling. He was over at the wall yelling. Did you see that, Charles? Because you were on no, my I side, didn't. were you not? Yeah, I he was, was, uh, was.
1: No, I was on the Stampeders
3: side. It took. Oh, were you? It took four, yes, players, four players to pull him to pull him back. so.
0: Ooh, No, I'll have to rewatch that right near the end.
3: Yeah, I'd I'll say middle of the fourth back. quarter.
0: You know, there is the enigma. He was the best Ottawa red-black yesterday on both sides. Yeah, he
3: was. Yeah, he, he was. Played a,
0: when he plays clean, he's one of the best linebackers in the CFL. You'll like that. That's his problem. Yeah. He had a great game yesterday. He was everywhere. He's a pretty motivated dude. And he's 38 years old. Uh huh. Yeah. He's a free agent. Yeah. Who's going to take him? Well, Ottawa. He won't go anywhere.
2: He'll resign with Ottawa.
0: Oh yeah, I could see that. He's the last remaining renegade. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs>
0: Irony. Yep, Lonnie Gleiberman still has somebody in the CFL.
1: <laughs> he shows up on our page from time to time.
2: He does. He does. Yeah. And, and yeah. a lot of the time I can't argue with him. He's right. Other times he's absolutely fucking him, I don't stupid. don't like him. <laughs> Okay. So, hey, did you notice the ratings? One million less viewers Ooh. on the great Cup. Wow. 4.1 million last year, 3.1 million this year. Those TV shows <coughs> are not good for TSN.
0: Nope.
1: So what, 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 why is that? I mean, that's quite a drop in one year, and I don't understand why. Was it just because the matchup wasn't very enticing? Because I know no, I saw uh, a bunch of people saying it was not an enticing matchup. I personally thought that it was, but I know a lot of other people thought the other way. I think
2: a lot of those in there are cable cutters and watch That's the game I online. Kind of that could okay? be it as well. I mean, I, I watched online. I, I'm sitting in a 966 cat loader, Okay. And I've got my iPad, Bluetooth to the stereo in the loader. Then I've got the, um, what do you call it? I, I I I Bluetooth over to my phone so that I, because it, it is Wi-Fi only and I needed to get to a cell service. So I used it as a power center. And then I had to uh, Wi-Fi or hook up my phone into the, Anyhow, it was like convoluted. I had wires and and, and equipment all over the place, so I was watching it on my iPad in my loader while I was at work. And then my my son-in-law came and relieved me, and I got to go to watch it with some friends at the end of the first quarter. But, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to watch it on on cable or on satellite. There's no way. And I don't even know if satellite numbers come through.
1: Yeah, I think it's just on
2: I think it's just strictly cable numbers. I don't think satellite numbers count. And and how many people still have cable? It's it's weird. Not not a lot of people. We're watching it on a smart T V. It did not have cable.
0: Mhm. I think you'll see a mix of both. The matchup Oh yeah, Ottawa Calgary again. Um I know a majority of Bomber fans online were like, yeah, no, I'm not watching it. But I think it's probably almost a 50-50 with it, if not even leaning more towards people cutting cable. Because the younger generation doesn't use cable. No. And they've had a computer in their hands since they were born. They have. They don't know what a cable cord is.
2: Yeah, all the guys at work are all under 30 years old. They Not one of them has got cable at their house. Not one of them. Yeah.
0: With so much free streaming, you know, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. The scary yeah, anybody... part with that is, though, is the drop in viewership on TV for the Grey Cup and the overall drop in attendance figures. Not necessarily for the Grey Cup, but just on the season.
1: But the thing is, is, um, viewership overall throughout the season, I believe, was up. The overall viewership of the entire season. But for some reason, the Grey Cup was lower.
2: So that goes against the
1: cable-cutting concept. Right, it does. Here's another thing. Last year, you had Toronto in the Grey Cup, a much bigger market much more yeah. eyeballs so that could also have an effect on it because you've got a bigger bigger pool of people do uh in the actual uh one of the team cities so that yeah. could have some effect probably not all of it but it, it could have at least some effect on it
0: so and they there's not go a back to red black fans no. Sorry, Christopher there's not a lot of red black fans out of outside of Ottawa yeah
2: well, there is when the other teams, Calgary, <laughs> those are like Ryder fans and, and Edmonton fans and whatever else, right? Yeah. So go
3: back. To you the know what, I had, I, had more, I had more Ryder
2: fans say uh, good
3: luck to me at that game than I did Edmonton fans, for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, so I don't go back to
2: 2016 much. to find out what the attendance was to or the numbers were for the Ottawa-Calgary game. You're saying that the numbers would have been artificially better for the Argo game because there's more eyeballs in Toronto. Well, Ottawa's a, a, a piss-ass little city. So what? And, and the Red Blacks. So what was the numbers for the Ottawa
1: Calgary game, uh,
2: Grey Cup, in 2016?
1: I'm just trying to look that up. Um, An average. Well, look. Uh, I'm looking for the numbers here. It says this is actually an article from last year after the Grey Cup, saying that the Calgary-Toronto game in 2017 uh, was up 10% from Calgary-Ottawa, um, Calgary-Ottawa the year before. So the, the it did go up in that game. I'm just trying to see if I can find. Um, uh, twenty. I'm seeing if I can find the 2016 ratings. Uh, 2016. Okay, so if,
2: if if 2017 was up by 10 percent, and then 2018 is down by 23 percent, so this year it was down over 2016.
1: Yeah. Um, I believe so. Oh, okay, according to CFL and TSN, the 2016 Grey Cup game drew an average of just 3.6 million viewers. And this one was 3.1, so it did go down. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Huh. And,
1: and at that time, they blame, one of the things they blamed on was the number of people streaming. And I think that number's only gone up. So I think there's actually quite a bit to this whole streaming thing, because... It's becoming more and more popular. It's becoming more and more the norm. You're just seeing more and more uh, uh, people uh, watching the game, streaming it on their computers or online or their media boxes or whatever, uh, as opposed to tuning into the cable. Because I, I think if you look to that, uh, cable company uh, subscribers, uh, the numbers of subscribers for the cable companies have probably gone way down in probably the past 5 years.
2: Yeah, Hello. Well, you know, Yeah, we're here. We're all here just kind of thinking about what to say on on that cuz there's really not in. much there's not much for us to to go down that path with. We don't know what the numbers are going to do and what's happening, but I just kind of hope that people are not losing interest in this great game. Mm-hmm. and if they are is it because the the Calgary domination in the last decade i mean they've been to the gray cup 5 times in 10 years it's kind of weird i mean that is domination only winning it two that's uh, not good math that's not even
0: 50% yep Yeah, that simply goes back to what we've said before, that Western teams have to kick the shit out of themselves to make it to the Great Cup. The yeah. Eastern teams just kind of don't have to put out they as much effort. there. Yep.
1: Yep. I know what will fix it. Make a deal with Mexico. <laughs> well,
2: that's our commissioner really. for you.
0: Yep. <laughs> Should we do an Ottawa post-mortem? Yeah, probably. We might as well we move, move over to Ottawa. On.
2: What are you going to do with uh, Trevor Harris? One, one game he's 90.6% he's accuracy for 29 of 32. And then he comes out and shits the bed with 20 of 38 for 52% completion, only 288 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions.
0: And you the can't touchdown have wasn't because of his throw.
2: One week to another, like that.
0: Yeah. Now, I'll go quick on it. The, the touchdown wasn't even because of him. Yes, no. he threw the ball. But Fioli Godino got that touchdown on his own. Oh. Um, yes. I can go quick on Harris, uh, should they keep him? You guys all know my feelings towards the guy. I cut him loose.
2: Okay, but who do you have?
0: With all, the, with all the free agent quarterbacks, you're going to get somebody.
2: If you look at it, I mean, okay, Bo's up for grabs right now. Could he go play for Ottawa? Could the money entice him over there? I don't think so. He owns a house in Calgary. He's staying in Calgary if he's not in the NFL. He's not going anywhere else in the CFL. The only quarterback out there that would be worthy of going anywhere would be Jonathan Jennings, and he's going to end up somewhere in the East Coast.
0: Yeah. So, so we'll is, is it's
2: going to be Ottawa if they want him. It's going to be Montreal. It could be Toronto. Because I, I would take Jennings over um, James Franklin right
0: now. Yeah, I think so. I'm not a huge fan of eat- Jennings, but yeah, no, he's an upgrade. He, he's an extremely
2: talented person that doesn't has lost his mental game.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay and and he was he, and his errors weren't necessarily his his errors were his offensive coordinator Kahari Jones and and where is Kahari right now
0: He's in Montreal in Montreal. He's in Montreal Oh yeah, my Montreal. god
2: Jonathan Jennings is going to Montreal hmm.
0: You
3: know what heard what, it what, what, heard Mark it right here right, right now
2: what
3: what what Mark just said, I would take, I'm sorry, I would take uh, Trevor Harris any day and twice on Sunday over Matt Nichols. Yeah,
2: yeah, I would.
0: I, yeah, would I won't do. disagree with that. I won't disagree with that.
1: Yeah. Has he, I mean, he, he, he is, I mean, and, and he understand, this is, side.
3: this. what is this? This is his second year as a starter. Okay, so...
0: Everywhere he's been, he was going to be the next star- big mm-hmm. starter.
3: Well... It's hard to say. Yeah. The mental thing again with him as well, because he's got... Obviously, he's got all the talent. Okay? But, I mean, does he have a good quarterback guru? Okay? And and you know, maybe Henry Burris putting him down all the time gets in his head. Henry should just shut the shut, fuck up. Fuck
2: up. Oh, okay my god. like
3: Did you hear you him on the panel,
1: Trash and Harris? He,
3: oh my god, what an asshole.
1: I'm so tired right. of hearing him and his opinions.
3: You guys talk about Bo, Bo being so arrogant. arrogant. This guy is a. this guy is a dick.
0: Yep. Okay. Right. So
3: I mean, so does what anybody know does does anybody know who Jock Quimby is getting replaced by? I don't know.
0: Davis Sanchez. Four, so. okay. Yeah, I don't think they're going to bring anybody else in.
2: okay. Davis Sanchez is one of the better ones on the panel. Period. I'd take him over Matt again or uh milt even milt steagle definitely over henry burris and and uh, jim barker oh my god dude something with your hair dude <laughs> no they fixed his sure hair it's tv worth,
1: not I've radio competition with brian burke for the worst hair on television the, they seem like they're trying to have, it's horrible they're both horrible
2: I don't know. Those answers
0: definitely adds a lot to it. But
2: yeah, I mean he he's articulate and he thought he he thinks things out before he says them. He just doesn't blurt I out just, shit like Dunnigan.
0: I'm just glad Clammy's off. Bye bye.
1: I saw him in the airport this morning, wandering around. He looked lost.
2: I I, I honestly miss Chris Schultz.
1: I do too. Oh, yeah. I love Chris Schultz.
2: I and a did great Did I tell you?
1: Uh,
2: did I tell you guys where I found him this year? No. He's he was doing color for Toronto. He's doing color for Toronto Radio, TSN Radio, in Toronto Argonaut home games only. And uh, yeah, and he did. He does the nine home games and that. And I have no idea why he's not on the panel or whatever else. Uh, Obviously there's some form of politics, or he just doesn't want to do it, or I don't know what it is, but I, I miss him. He was good, and, uh, but yeah, he's doing uh, Argo Radio, and the only re- way I found that was I was listening to the BC. Toronto game in Toronto and uh, on Sirius XM, and Sirius XM pulls the feed from the home team, and I was listening to Schultze do color. Kind of weird. Okay, so what was the final score here in this game? It was 27-16 for the Calgary Stampeders over the Ottawa Red Blacks. Will, you picked 52-17. to not, not too far off on the 17, eh? You're only out by one point. But the 52 brought you up to 26 points off. So you were in... I'd say last place on the pick, but I picked Ottawa. Don't I always? Don't I always pick that way? Yes, you do. I'm not. I'm not saying. And sometimes is, you're even right. A win is a win is a win, baby. Yeah, it's a win is a win is a win. Charles, you picked 31 28. You got the 20 Calgary. 20, no, 31. You're out by four points there, and 12 on Ottawa, out by 16. 16. Mark. 26-22 26-27 you're out by a point there and then 22 you're only out by 6 you're n- 7 points off on the score you win the final gold star you win the overall championship of the year yay kneel down to the football god all hail Mark all hail Mark all hail Mark
0: <laughs> there you go buddy Hey, I'll, I'll take it over hashtag 1990 any day
2: yeah, well, sorry, that one lives on. Twenty-nine years <laughs> uh, it in county. Certainly does. So I don't know if Will's actually going to do anything with that contraption that he built last year, and uh, we'll see what happens. If, if he asks you for your address, don't give it to him.
3: Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Just Uh-oh. I just sent I just sent I a thought. text message telling what Mark
0: won. <laughs> yeah no um I'm okay I'm okay
2: yeah anyhow um, I got some shout outs to do here one of them's to my buddy, my new buddy or uh, continued buddy there Neil Kroll uh Neil, I'm not totally sure your gray cup outfit is appropriate for public viewing okay just just sharing that with you, just I don't know what you're gonna do about it, okay uh, there's a couple other. I don't even remember now. I was supposed to put a shout out to, and I'm not—I I forgot all about them, so I'm uh, can't do that. But I'll just say, hey guys, like, thanks for listening to the show. Oh, um, Juan, 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 where are you? Hang on. I there was a guy. He sent me a message today. Did it was it a message? No, he posted it on what? something on my wall. That's it. Let Why me let me go find it.
0: That? While you're looking for that, we can all say happy birthday to Tony D'Agene. Oh yeah, is it his birthday yeah. today?
1: I thought it was a couple of days ago. No, it's tomorrow. It's actually tomorrow. Russ oh. and I ran into him on on um, what day was that? Friday night, and his birthday was actually uh, on uh, his birthday was, was actually on Monday, and we were actually supposed to go out with him on Saturday night, uh, but I think he had a little bit too much fun Friday, so that never went down. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he was hurting unit. He was a hurting unit. Yeah. No doubt about that one. Uh, Okay, so it's Juan Alfredo Rodriguez Martinez, okay? And I got the message from him today, and he says, Hey, Christopher Jones, hello from Fort Collins, Colorado. Hope you're doing well. Love your show and listen often while I work out or do yard work. You're watching the Grey Cup? Like, Of course I'm watching the Grey Cup. How can I do a podcast without watching the Grey Cup? So, yeah, thanks for watching, Juan, and everybody else out there. You know, we've got close to 4,000 people now listening to every single show. It's absolutely amazing. I think we're kicking the ass of every podcast out there on on listenership. And is it because we're professional podcasters? No, it's because we speak from the heart, and we tell it the way that it is we make a better show because of it anyhow I just thought I'd do that shout out because one sent me this message today and uh, yeah we got to do that and it was on a gun post that I put out so it was kind of kind of a little political so I don't know Juan <laughs> American American likes their guns okay you like that that little thing there about the the fat guys with the Weber barbecues Mark
0: yes I do that, that was our, um tailgate pretty good.
2: Pick, picked the perfect group to put it in, didn't
0: I? Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I noticed where you put that. I laughed at that, too.
2: Uh, my buddy Jared is running that Winnipeg Jets and Bombers armchair quarterbacks. Or co- coaches, sorry. And uh, yeah, there's a there's a pregnant woman with a, a baby buggy, and it kind of looks out of place. And it says, "Finally allocated parking for fat guys with Weber barbecues." <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do you get those things? Hmm. How did he get these stats? What stats, uh, Jared? If you're looking at that group. He's got a top, the group top ten, and he's got the top ten people who post, and how many posts they put out and how many comments on their posts.
1: I think there's a way It's on the admin, to, admin I, page. I see, what? Yeah.
0: It's on the admin page. Really? Yeah.
2: You've seen this before?
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Why aren't you sharing this shit with me?
0: Can we get it on our page? It's or your, or your I, bloody page. You would know, think you would know about it.
2: I don't pay attention to it much, man. I work too hard. You're retired.
0: Oh, okay. Come on. Re-
2: yeah, well, that's what I mean. I work too hard. I'm retired. I have no time. Show me your re- spare time. There's no such thing. Where's the admin part? Moderate group. five group. Oh, there hey, we are. I just
1: found it under group insights.
2: Where do you see group
1: insights? If you're on the main page admin on talk, tool. you can see down the down the side. Uh, are you on looking on a computer? Yeah, yeah, got it, got home? it, got it. Yeah, group I know, insights. No, I got it. I'm can, on a computer. And then when you go to click on more member details, and it gives you all of the stats of the top contributors. I've never seen this before.
0: We won't be in so, it because we're admin yep, So who's That's the correct. top?
1: Who's the top? Brad Harrison.
2: Where's more member details? I'm completely incompetent
1: here. Right underneath the the picture, you've got new members. Then you've got, it says post and comment, 49.6 thousand. Yeah. Right over, it says top contributors. And you Ah. go down right underneath that more member details. Yeah. And then it'll show you the top contributors on the page.
2: Right, but that's not the stats that that, Jared had up there. No, it's
1: not, actually. I don't know, then. I don't know where you find that. More engagement detail? I don't know. It's in the top 10 contributors. Mm -hmm. I'm sure people listening to this podcast are riveted by this
2: conversation. Not really. I'm sure they're not. not. Okay, so let's move on. Let's do something else. What else can we do? This probably wasn't all that riveting. It's not riveting at all probably boring as ass and and we're, we're we're dying on this podcast okay so um jonathan rose jonathan rose ottawa red blacks interception in the end zone a couple of drops uh could have actually made a huge difference in this game what are you guys thoughts anything happen about that charles talk to me here i don't want silence Whoa. i want somebody to talk to me
1: no, no, I, just, just, I all I, I can say is that when I first saw him get that interception, I believe, was that the first drive of the day? It was one of the, either the first or second Calgary drive, and he gets an interception right on the goal line. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, this is going to start more discussions. Because had he had come through and maybe, like you said, made a few other ones and goes on to win MVP, this is something people would have been talking about literally for years about how he won won MVP and did this and did that and shouldn't have even played because he had been suspended. So I was just... I mean, it didn't turn out to be. They didn't end up winning anything, but that could have just turned in... And quite frankly, that would have been a joke for the CFL. They would have made the league look so bad to have a guy who literally assaulted an official a week ago win the MVP of the Grey Cup game the following week. So... I'm actually glad for the league that that didn't happen because it would have made the league look so foolish. But uh, he certainly made it interesting, and now, of course, he's going to have his appeal. And like we said before, the team that gets penalized for it may not even be the team he was playing for. If he, he's a free agent and he goes on and signs somewhere else next year, he's now going to have to sit out a game for a team that he wasn't playing for when he committed the infraction. Which I also think is ridiculous. Because it punishes another team for something that they had no involvement in. But, yeah, no. hey, the rule totally of the rules is it's in the CA, so there's not a lot anyone can do about it. It's all, all over water under the bridge now.
2: Yeah, it is, it's absolutely, it's a non-event. It didn't happen. Nothing mattered. Uh, it's over, you know, and, and, and now just the appeal is going to come down and it's going to look stupid. Mark, your phone died. Oh, my good Lord. Do you Uh-oh. want me to call you back on something or you want to phone in or what? Mark dropped. You have another phone to use. I don't know. We haven't heard from Will in a while. Did he go to sleep?
3: No, I'm right here. I'm listening intently. Okay. I don't even want to oh, talk no.
2: about Jonathan Rose.
3: I think it's a farce. What's a farce? So, the fact Rose, that he was allowed Jonathan. to play
2: or the yep. whole thing that it's a non-event yep. no, now?
3: No, I think it was the a, a fact he was allowed to play. Okay. It was so, a travesty. Yeah, well, and, and once again, somebody's got to take a hard line on these things. I know it's part of the CBA, and it's just stupid.
2: So,
1: they got to figure I mean, out a way to close that loophole.
2: Yeah, they yeah. got to have a, an arbitrator on staff or on on retainers so that when this happens within within 48 hours, there's the, the appeal's done. It's over with. Boom, bang, done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. Okay, listen.
3: Tell me you can't get an arbitrator that fast.
2: Of course you yes, can. Not okay. a week.
3: There's a gazillion of them.
2: I'm told that the process that is in is in the CBA. They have certain deadlines in which they have to – they've got like a week to file or they've got so many days to file, and then they've got so many days to put a, a statement together, and then they've got so many days to do that. And it, it, it literally, you can't get an arbitration hearing done in the CFL according to CBA within two weeks. Yeah. So that process needs yeah, to be I cleaned know. up. Yep. I don't even want to talk about them.
3: What should I talk about? You know what I want to talk about? Let's talk about this, guys, real quick. And, and yeah, sorry, I'm a, I'm a Stan Peter uh, Homer. We know that, guys. Guys, they've been in four of the last five Grey Cups.
1: Yes, they have.
3: Okay, and they've only won two.
1: They've, they're five hundred. It's not terrible. They're five hundred. No, I they're know. not. Yeah, yeah two they
0: are.
2: Okay. They won two. They lost one. They lost one two years before that. Okay.
3: That's pretty impressive for any organization. Okay, just saying. And uh, I, I, my my biggest issue with that is, what is up must come down. (laughs) And I'm not going to do well when it. I'm not going to do well when it comes down. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do well. Okay. So. Uh,
2: Yeah, no, I agree with you, Will. But you know what? You just have to be a a fan of the CFL. And and, and just go with it that way.
3: And, And I think going forward, what we need to do is we need to get an Edmonton representative and a Saskatchewan representative on our podcast and then we should just keep i've decided one of the things i've decided this weekend is i am not going to miss another great cup as long as i'm alive <laughs> i had i had such a good time this weekend and I, I don't and i don't do i don't do these things okay i'm not that kind of guy i don't I'll be honest with you i don't spend money i don't do those kind of things but i think i'm at the age where I should start enjoying a few things, and you know how much I enjoy this. And uh, I mean, I even talk, I talked to so many people that I didn't even know, and it was great. So, you know,
1: the uh, it was my first. Well, uh, it's not my first Grey Cup because I've been to three before in Vancouver. It was my first out of town Grey Cup. It will definitely not be my last. It was such a memorable weekend. It was such a fun weekend. And I I enjoyed the Vancouver ones that I went to, but I think I enjoyed this one more out of any of them. Edmonton did just such a fantastic job on that festival. It was so much fun just bouncing around from party to party, party, walking to the festival, talking to people. Like I said, there are people you'd never met before, and they'll come up and start talking to you like you've known them for 25 years.
3: Mm-hmm. And it was
1: just so enjoyable. and you. And like you said, you run into players, you run into management. Uh, like I said before, I ran into Commissioner Randy Ambrosi just coming out of one of the parties. He was going in. Uh, we were walking up to go uh, get uh, a drink and some food at halftime yesterday. Who's standing at the top of our section? Pinball Clemens. I mean, mm-hmm. you just walk around the corner, there was somebody. We were at one hotel you know, and all the TSN guys were there. I... Uh I talked to a guy
3: when I was there and he I went to high school with this guy and we were we were good friends in high school and he lives in Vancouver now. This on on Sunday that was his 27th straight gray cup. Yep. And now and now I get it. Okay? I understand. Yeah. So the only I think he missed one, and that was the birth of his first kid or something like that. So that was understandable.
1: Yes. So. Yeah, yeah I've been to kind of probably
2: cool. six or seven Grey Cup games, but they've all been in Vancouver. And this yeah. year was the first time I'd seen a CFL game outside of Vancouver when I went to Calgary, with you, Will. Yeah. That's the first time yeah. in in forty. 40- 47 years I've been following the CFL, the first time I've gone anywhere. BC is handicapped in that aspect where we can't drive. You know, it's a 14 hour drive to Calgary.
1: Yep. You don't yeah. just
2: do that on a whim. Yeah. You know, there's no, no, no way that you can drive to Toronto. It's five days. Yeah. yeah. You know, but you, you know, in here in Toronto, you can drive to Hamilton, you can drive to Ottawa, you can drive to Montreal. It's not a big deal. You can take the train. <laughs>
1: You can drive between Calgary and Edmonton in just a few hours.
2: Yeah. You, you know can the drive train from costs from it, Vancouver to Saskatchewan Calgary? That's
1: one in a few hours.
2: One
3: way oh, the train
2: from Vancouver to Calgary is $1800. <laughs> huh.
3: You know, and I had I had toyed with the idea of just driving up to Edmonton Sunday morning and going to the game, but I'm so glad I went on Saturday. So
1: You're going to go sooner next time? Well, of course, because you, you got to have breakfast with me Sunday morning. So why? Well, wow. there you go. And you know what? The other
3: thing is, the other thing is, and when they're far away, yes, I will go earlier because if you're going to spend that kind of money on a plane ticket, you might as well go earlier. Well, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah. So. But you're going to take in more of the events next year in Calgary that you normally would have. Yeah,
1: and I Just mean, you know you what? there
3: there were so many people around, you could easily go to something like that by yourself and you would still have tons of stuff to do and tons of stuff to do it with people. Yeah.
2: Yeah, So, so yeah. So, Hey, I got some, uh, just, I've been playing with these analytics on, on the group here and I know this is not necessarily football related, but I want to tell, I want to ask you some questions here and they're kind of cool. So, uh the top country of people who are in the group would be Canada, right? There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Okay. Number would 2 so, would yeah. you'd, you'd have pretty much a, nobody would argue with it being United States, right? Yep. Who would you think was in third place?
3: Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know, Thailand.
1: I would say I would guess my guess would be like Great Britain. I don't know why. United I say Kingdom. That. You're right, Charles. First yeah. place is United okay. Kingdom. I don't know why well, I said that, but for some reason that jumped out at me.
2: Here's funny. Followed by Australia, India, Nigeria, Iran, and then uh, Mexico is like in eighth place with only seven members from Mexico in our group. Only seven members, okay? Followed by Brazil and Pakistan. Okay. So besides <laughs> the point.
3: You know what? Brendan came up with a good idea when we were uh, having breakfast the other day, and he thought, uh, you know, they have hockey night in Punjab. They should have the CFL in Punjab because apparently uh, yeah, it's qu- there's quite a following. So,
2: yeah. Okay. So g- going back to this, where do you think the most amount of members on Let's Talk CFL podcast or Facebook group, what city it, are they from? Tough question, eh? What city in Canada? We're going to say in Canada has the most amount of members in Let's Talk CFL.
1: I'm just going to guess and say Winnipeg. It, it's Winnipeg. Yeah, blue Bowl, blue Bowl I and know the there are a are the lot of Winnipeg, part Winnipeg of our guys group. there.
2: And, and who do you think is in number two? This one's going to be. This one's going to surprise you. Come on, some guess. Hamilton? Toronto? Montreal? Hamilton? No, it's Calgary. Oh. Calgary's in second place. Edmonton is in third. Regina is in fourth. Then Hamilton, Toronto, Vancouver, Saskatoon, Ottawa, and Surrey. We're just ahead of Saskatoon. Yeah, but if you add Surrey to Vancouver, which you probably can, okay, mm. it puts us ahead of Hamilton. So, I mean, Surrey really is right next door to Vancouver, so you kind of got to put those two together. Anyhow. (laughs) Okay, what do we got here? Fifteen minutes. What do you want to talk about, guys? We're we're running out of things on one game to deal with. We don't have two games. We don't have postmortems on Montreal or on, on Ottawa and Calgary. We've done that. Trevor Harris, is he going to be with Ottawa next year? I doubt it. Is Bo Levi Mitchell going to be in Calgary next year? He should be. Uh, What else have you got that's happening? You know what's interesting that's going on? Coaches. Any idea where the coaches are going to go?
1: Well, uh, I just read a thing just recently in the last uh, half an hour that both the Argos and the Lions are targeting Orlando Steinauer.
2: No. is, Is that what the article says? I
1: thought that's what it said. I just I briefly looked at it. it. Yeah, maybe that I, is an assumption. I, I think that's
2: an assumption by the, the writer, because right okay. now there's a moratorium on c- talking to coaches till Tuesday, which is tomorrow. Okay. So BC can't even mention the fact that they're doing. It, it says Steiner could be sought after by both Lions and Argos. This is just a TSN comment.
1: Oh, God, well, your phone... phone just died now. Oh, my
2: good Lord. They're
1: dropping like flies. I'm still here.
2: I'm still here. I, I yeah. And usually I'm the one that's not. Oh, I forgot to put them in the yeah. screening room, so it's going to ring here. Yeah, not No, it's
1: going to ring. Gonna...
2: You back with us, Will?
1: Will, talk to me. Maybe not. Oh, okay. All right, now I'm looking at this article again. It said could be thought by both the yeah. Lions and Argonauts. It doesn't say um, will be. I don't think he's, uh, after thinking about it more and after well, hearing what you th- said before, uh, uh, CJ, I don't think he's leaving Hamilton. I don't think he's going to stick around there because June Jones and those guys are not going to be around a whole lot longer, and I think he wants to stay as a tie cat because that's oh, who Oh, I think he, he wants is.
2: to stay as a tie cat. He came back to the tie cats, and they created a position for him of assistant, Head coach, which they didn't have prior, to that. not even
1: a real position.
2: It's not a real position in any on any team. They created it. I, I bet you they're paying him a huge amount of money to be there. Yeah, because to drag him away from a Division One NCAA team, you know, forget about it. I mean, that's that's a challenge. So they got to pay, be paying him bucketfuls of money. And now with these new um, salary cap for management. Can you justify paying him that amount of money and June Jones?
1: No. But if uh, if I'm Hamilton, I'm probably getting rid of June Jones if that's the case uh, because you've got more upside with uh, Steinauer.
2: Or do you take Jerry Glanville and toss him in the garbage and make Steinauer the assistant head coach defensive coordinator, which he will excel at?
1: You might, but to be honest, I thought Jerry Glanville did a pretty good job this year. I'm
2: not saying he didn't.
1: But he is 75 years old. But if you're going to cut
2: June Jones loose or Jerry Glanville, would you cut June Jones loose and leave Jerry Glanville in place?
1: No. No, you wouldn't. No.
2: Right? You wouldn't leave uh, Jerry Glanville there. So if if June Jones is gone, Glanville's gone. So now you're looking for a defensive coordinator and a head coach, and you've got your head coach. So you're looking for a D.C. Why don't you get rid of Glanville – Put Steinhauer in, and because June Jones doesn't want to leave, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry Glanville goes off and and becomes head coach in Toronto. Yeah, that's a possibility too. Sure, it is. I, I wouldn't it be funny to have June Jones and 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 Jerry Glanville at the opposite sides of the four hundred one.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that'd be interesting.
2: Oh, wouldn't that just create phenomenal rivalries? That might actually be the thing that sparks the Argonauts. And so I think that, that is a more likely scenario. Yeah. Not necessarily going to Toronto, but uh, Glanville leaving and, and Orlando Steinauer taking the DC assistant head coach role. And you've just removed a salary and you haven't lost your future.
3: I agree.
1: And it's funny when we're talking about coaches, because uh, we um, uh, there was a name I thought of over the weekend, and I thought to myself, boy, I'm surprised this name hasn't come up more, especially maybe not so much the Argos, but in terms of the Lions of someone they might target to uh, try and bring in and get hired. And the name that I thought was Scott Milanovic – and then I figured uh, that's not going to happen, and especially now today because he was named the new offensive coordinator of the Jacksonville Jaguars today. So yeah. he's not coming here. So that that's, that's uh, dead in the water. So so much for that. But uh, it's funny, too, because I was thinking about it over the week. I'm like, I wonder why that name hasn't come up very much. But then again, he was already the quarterbacks coach down there and probably making a whole lot more money than he would even as a head coach here. No, oh, he—he is done. He is not coming back. No, I—he's I, not. Yeah, no. We, we, we talked about
2: him right in the very beginning, right? Uh, when when um, Mark Tressman was fired and Wally, we knew Wally was gone back. Mark Tressman was one of the the, the things that come up, and 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 he got dismissed immediately because there's no way in hell yeah. he's coming back. He, he's made so. it down there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's a here's a name that most people have not said. Okay. And it's uh, Jamie Alzondo.
0: Oh.
2: Right. Yeah. The OC for the Ottawa Redblacks. And he doesn't call a bad game. I can see him nope. ma- making the jump. I would much rather have him coming up than than uh, Noel Thorpe or Mark Washington or some other defensive guy, because I hate defensive head coaches. I want to see somebody out there with some gusto that wants to go off and win a game, not try to prevent losing a game. That's true. Right? So, yeah, I mean, hey, why not, Jamie? And I'm can't. never good at Elzondo, isn't it? Elizondo?
3: Yeah, that's what it is.
2: I mean, I I can see him him, him being a head coach and de- being one quick. Now, who else have we got out there that's an OC that is uh, doing a fair fairly decent job, and might want to just book it? Who's the guy that uh, over at the Riders? Nobody can want to stay with Chris Jones. No, Matthew, He'll always stay Eric with McAdoo. Chris Jones. Yeah, McAdoo, right? Well, I I'm not jumping up yeah. and down about the concept He's a of McAdoo. Chris McAdoo's
1: Jones loyalist.
2: Yeah, no, and nor nor would I want him in BC. Uh, Edmonton doesn't have an OC. They're looking for one. Calgary's OC. Who's that? Will.
3: Dave Dickinson.
2: Dave Dickinson is it it is isn't it? Or I thought he hired somebody.
3: Well, no, he does have Brian Dinwiddie, who's behind. Okay, never mind. (laughs) I don't know, pass, but I think will he will, I think he might be the next OC to be honest with you. To be honest with you. So, who knows?
1: So over the weekend, I had a few people bring up the name Devon Claybrooks as possible in BC. I yes and no.
2: I uh, you know who I would I would take over Devon Claybrooks and it sounds really weird. Um uh, football operations. Let me go over there. <laughs> Why can't I find him in Calgary? Kill him. Mark, kill him. Well, that, man is, that other, man is brilliant. The other thing
3: is, uh, what's his name? Dickinson's name is out there too. Not Dave's brother, Dickinson. Greg, Greg Dickinson. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: He's over in the Ryan's you know, office I, right I, now.
3: I wonder, I wonder oh. if, uh, Buck Pierce has gotten enough experience now in three or four years that he's been a coach.
2: I don't think he's leaving Winnipeg. No, I don't either. Well,
3: it's hard to say. You never know.
2: Well, he's, I mean, got his I've rest- heard... he's got his restaurant there, and he's got a whole pile of other stuff. and
3: It's quite interesting, because I've heard recently around here that Devon Claybrooks is not the guy we think he is. So, I don't know if that's just rumors. So... Hard to say. Hard to say. But who knows? I mean, well you got to admit, Devon Claybrooks—he's got some good players behind him. So, wonder what he would be like without real good players. So, who knows?
2: So coaches are coaches are up and who else is going to lose a coach? Is is Ottawa going to get rid of Rick Campbell? I don't think he they will.
1: No, I doubt it.
2: And and Montreal (laughs) said that they're keeping Mike Sherman, which I cannot believe. Uh, Edmonton said that they're keeping uh, uh, Jason Moss, which I cannot believe. And I I still think Jason Moss is going to get if Mike Riley leaves the team in free agency, (laughs) because that would be just funny.
3: Well, what you know what? Happens. I read into uh, the guy I was sitting next to at the football game, the sober one, he was uh he's a lifetime Eskimo fan. And uh he said Ed Hervey, Ed Hervey, and I guess Rhonda was right. Ed Hervey did a lot for Edmonton. And yeah. now you're seeing what happens when Ed Hervey's not there.
2: So I, I can't dispute that, and, you know, Rona was right. What Ed Hervey's doing in BC is, is I, I'm liking his moves so far.
1: So it's, I was skeptical when he came in, but... Oh, highly,
2: highly skeptical.
1: He's starting so, to make a believer out of me.
2: Yeah. So, hey, we have made it through the show. Amazing as it is, we're under 90 seconds left, so uh, let's sign this one off and uh, put it in the books. This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode 301. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. We've been reviewing the Grey Cup game, the 2018 season. Pros and cons on who should be there, what awards should have won, who this, that, and everything else. Coaches here, there, and everywhere. I don't know. We're going to go over more of this in the off season because what else you got to do in the off season? Uh yep. but we're going to detail it out and uh but we're going to talk uh, in, in the show here to not on air but find out what we're going to do with our show for the next month. Will's asked to take some time off. I uh suggested it. Mark thinks his wife would love him if or love me if I let Mark off the hook for some shows, which is uh My kind of a cool a thing. I too. think it's Christmas. We should be doing that. Take a holiday. 20 seconds left. Charles, say goodnight.
1: Good night, folks. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will talk to you soon. And um, is it June yet? Is it June yet? Oh, my God. That's the first
2: hashtag. Will, say good night. Ten seconds.
3: 2018
2: Breakup Champions, Calgary Champions. Ooh-ah! Ooh-ah! Good night, everybody.